Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is fear? And I don't mean by definition, but actually at the root of it, what is fear? What makes us afraid of something? Is it really just a clown or spiders? Does how high we are off the ground really account for how scared we are? I think fear is much more than that. I think it's the unknown. We are fearful and afraid of the things we can't explain. In the case of Jason Landry, the unknown is everything. And I think that is what makes this case so scary. Warning, the following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. <sighs> wow. What? I was just going to give you mad props. That was an amazing intro. I feel like that might be our, our best one yet. But and then, then I fucked it up with a coffee? Yeah, I was slurping your straw. <laughs> Sorry? I've got like a liter of iced coffee here. I'm going to be wired all night. and You're living your best sleep. life over there, right? Hells to the yayo. I don't actually drink coffee for anyone that doesn't know that, but I will drink iced coffee occasionally. 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 Yeah. Because <laughs> it's half milk, right? So well, yeah. When you do iced coffee, there's usually. Not quite as intense of the it's flavor. It's like half of the coffee. Yeah. 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 There's so many different things you can add to it. This one I've got, I basically just got milk with a little bit of like Irish cream for flavor in it. And then like two pumps of vanilla. And then, yeah. And you think my orders at Starbucks are extra? That's extra. Uh, what do you mean? It's a liter of fucking iced coffee. Of course it's extra. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 8.30 p.m. Of course it's I extra. I know. And you wonder why sometimes you sleep like shit. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Hopefully you're having a good day. Hopefully things are awesome on your end. We're having yeah. good good times over here. Clearly. 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 Yeah. Always living our best life. 110%. Not always. Can't be always. Well, we try to. We try Let's to. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't figure out where we were on the Patreon list because we got patrons to thank. I did so. Thank. I did said, you? I texted you. Oh, you, te you texted. You got to tell me. Where are we here? I'm on top of that shit. Okay. Okay. I got to open it up here and make sure I get all the names, make sure we get everything and everyone. Yeah, we had a few, there. which was epic and awesome. And you guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You got to keep talking because I got to find this. How can you not find it that quickly? You just have to find your wife in your text message and boom, there you go. Yeah, but we also how many had. Wives we, do you have? Okay, we had someone who messaged us to clarify how to say their last mm. name and I wanted to ensure I got it right. Wow, look so, at you. That's actually very good. That is what took me a little extra time. Thank you. And I just made you have to divulge that information. Yeah, way to go. 
Um, so you're ready for this? I'm ready. You sure? Mm, okay. Feeling a bit warm, but yeah, I'm good. Well, maybe if you took off your <laughs> seven layers of clothing <laughs> in the middle of summer. And I'm know? drinking tea. Yeah, you're oh. insane. I'm in a t-shirt and I'm sweating. It's ridiculous. Anyways, our patrons. Uh, we have some amazing patrons who signed up over on Patreon. And this week we had Angelica Rice. Kenzie Jaquint, she was the one who told me how to say her name. Nice. And perfect. I prob probably butchered it anyways. You better not have. I was just reading it, so I really hope I did. <laughs> um, Amanda Scott, Sherry, and Cassie. They all signed Wonderful. up over on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world. Um, honestly, if you're just listening here with us, you're just joining us all the time. That too means the world. So thank oh, yeah. you for being here. You two are absolutely incredible. There are a lot of ways to support us and yes. there's many options and you all are doing amazing. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that aside, we oh. were on another podcast. We were on a recently. podcast. It was so cool. Actually, it was, it was actually our first time being uh, interviewed by another podcast, by another podcast. Yeah. We've been on like our local news and interviewed there and stuff, yeah. but We'd not been on another podcast like that. Yeah. So shout out to Tell Me About It podcast over uh, Todd and Charlie. Mm -hmm. Where do they have? Is it just they've got it on because they're through Anchor, not Anchor. Yes, Anchor, I believe. So they've got it on Spotify. I think Apple podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our episode's not up yet. But we'll let you know when it is. They're down, they were from they're from Texas. So it was quite interesting to, to chat with them. Yeah. And it was a good time. They're super kind people. Oh, yeah. So good energy. 100%. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And actually, today's episode is a request specifically from them. Mm -hmm. So to you guys over there, over on Tell Me About It, we are going to do Jason Landry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They must have some serious pull, hey? They make a request and boom, you're doing it. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> I was I was like, hey, they did a little request. Uh, sure. Why not? Let's why not? It. No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, why not? Because yeah. They're going to have us on their podcast and they're incredibly kind. So let's do it up. Exactly. And I hadn't even heard of this case. I don't believe so. So it's a good one. You don't believe so, so? I don't believe so, 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 so. Okay, then. <laughs> well, I thought I had heard of this case, um, but I think I was getting it mixed up with another one because I have not heard of this one. Um, and it seems like it's a relatively unknown one um, in the true crime world, at least. However, Jason's story has gone over many news sources. Okay. So this is not a very old case, and we're about to talk all about it. Okay. You ready let's, for this? Let's hear all about it. I want to, yeah. Okay. Well, let me just uh, get my notes up here. I'm going to get them a little bit bigger. This so is in Texas, right? Um, yes. Okay. I got to zoom in here because I'm getting a little old. Yeah, well, because we've already chatted about this on here. You need glasses and you refuse to get glasses. It's not that I refuse to get glasses. It's I procrastinate and don't ever make the appointment. I'd be so curious, actually, for you to go to the eye doctor and see what you would need. Me too. I also feel like you'd go there and they'd be like, you're fine. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. You just always have had, like, a good bill of health and, like, surprisingly oh, good. What is that supposed to mean? Surprisingly good. <laughs> I don't know. We're just always, I mean, we've done health tests before for like insurance and stuff. And you're always like passed with like flying colors, like the healthiest of health. Well, isn't that a good thing? Should and like be the happy night about that? I am. But like the night before you just ate like a Big Mac. So it's just like, wow. <laughs> Thank you for the 
vouch, vouch of confidence. Like I'm that. very, wow. I'm very happy about that. But I could also see you going there and wow. being like, you actually, your eyesight's perfect. I feel attacked right now. So I'm going to ignore that whole thing <laughs> and move on. You're ready for this case. Oh, yeah. Okay. Am I going to get attacked anymore? Uh, probably. All right. Well, we'll find out what happens, I guess. Um, in the meantime, we are talking about Jason Landry. So Jason was just kind of your average guy, outgoing, nice. And of course, like me, had a sweet tooth, mm. you know, just, you just said I eat junk food and stuff. Well, Jason's got that. Who doesn't though, really, right? That's fair. Um, he loved cupcakes, for example, uh, but his favorite sweet uh, was those little red gummies called Swedish fish. Okay, those yeah. are actually really good. They are really good. Like in his defense, they are delicious. Yeah. 110%. So it was December and this is when Jason's story starts. Jason was on winter break and he was heading home to see his family. He was driving from his apartment in San Marcos toward his parents' neighborhood in Siena. Plant. Oh, Plen- I can't say this now. I swear I you studied got it. these, these you words. Got it. Planation. There we go. Planation. Okay. Right on. Sienna Planation. There we go. That's a hard one. It is. We we actually do look up these things and how to say it. People are just, sometimes we get messages like, you need to learn how to say things. We just don't edit these things out. We keep it very real with us. Yeah. So you hear the bloopers. Oh, yeah. Other people just hide that shit and we're like, this is us. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so Google Maps shows that it is about 177 miles apart. And it would take about three hours to complete the drive from place to place. Okay. Like many people around the holidays, Jason was eager to get home to see his family. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So Jason was a 21 year old and he was a college student and he moved out to the uh, university, uh, sorry, Texas State University. Nice. And it was only a few months before he was there studying music. He was the youngest son of Kent Laundry and his wife, Lisa Laundry. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So when he moved out, you know, he's over in this new town. His parents are over there in his old hometown sort of situation. That's kind of where we're sitting. That's sad. It's pro- I feel like, well, it's probably more sad for the parents. Well, not. I mean, more so for the parents. As for Jason, he's probably just kind of off on a new adventure sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? Many. It's probably a bit terrifying, I can imagine, too. Potentially. Many young kids and students and such go off on you know, tours to go to another university or campus or college or something, or even just moving to a new town or something for a new perspective. Mm -hmm. It's something a lot of people do. It's not very uncommon, actually. Something I'm still trying to do. Yeah. Uh, So like I said, this was in December. And like many people around the holidays, Jason was wanting to get back home to his family, right? Uh, The thoughts of the holiday celebration would have potentially been in his head. And I'm sure he would have also been ensuring that he had items he needed for, you know, the holidays as well along with his packing and his gear, you know, from his clothes to potentially gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, time would have been the factor for Jason, right? Who wants to let their vacation begin? Or who wants to let their vacation begin tomorrow? Which would you prefer? Start now, right? Oh, of course. 100%. Absolutely. Why put off seeing your family later when you can see them sooner? Mm -hmm. So with these ideas, you know, dancing in his mind, Jason thought he wasn't going to wait till tomorrow morning before making the drive he was gonna drive now that's actually kind of adorable so at around 10 55 p.m jason had his silver nissan altima loaded up he closed the trunk and sat in the driver's seat then he put the car in gear and headed off for the drive it was the evening of december 13th in 2020 there was cold and crisp the kind of night that your breath is easily seen in front of your face as you Mm -hmm. exhale 
with wind chills and temperatures. The estimate was that it would reach approximately 24 degrees that night or equal of minus four degrees Celsius. And remind you, this is in Texas, right? So those temperatures are quite frigid. Yeah, that's really cold. For us, that's still t-shirt and shorts weather. For but some. <laughs> for, for some. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Jason drove towards his parents' house, but along the route, something happened. Something that would prevent Jason from ever making it home for the holidays. No. Yes. Jason's wrecked car was discovered by a volunteer firefighter at approximately 1231 on December 14th on the 2300 block of Salt Flat Road in Lulling, the town of Lulling, I should say. So like 1231, like that night or the next morning, early yes. morning. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was only about two and a half hours since uh, he left home. Okay. His car was in the ditch against a farm fence. The engine was still running and his headlights were still on. Holy shit. But there was no sign of Jason anywhere. That's super odd. Well, like, yeah. Really odd. The fact that it's like running and shit. Yeah. So that that shows something right there. Something's well, wrong. Well, what do, what do you think that's a sign of? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I've never even like, I mean, okay, if I was driving along and I came across a vehicle that was running and no one was around. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what I would think, but like that something was not right. That, I don't know, this person like got like kidnapped or abducted or something. In my mind, that shows a sign of haste. You know, someone leaving the car quickly, right? For whatever reason, they're... So like kidnapped for potentially, a reason or a potential, right? That is a potential reason. Yeah. Yes. So leaving the car quickly. Not really on their free will, really, in, my, in my opinion. Could have been, might not have been. Yeah. There, We have no idea yet as to why, but we do know that... Car was still on, lights were still on, in the ditch. There was quite a bit of damage to the vehicle. Oh, like it had been in a car accident then? Yes, it was in a car wreck. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I guess I didn't gather that point. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then I, I actually feel like I might not be as concerned, which is <laughs> <Just> silly, <laughs> but because maybe they got kind of hurt or whatever, mm -hmm. and then someone had been like escorting them to a hospital. Yeah. It's sort of my thought. Whatever the reason. Yeah. There's a million and one reasons, but- it shows leaving the vehicle quickly okay. in my mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. I missed that part. I thought that it was just parked there for some reason. Uh, no. Well, I, I didn't say it was in a wreck specifically, but I did say it was in a ditch against a farm fence. Okay. So, um, but anyways, the police were, of course, quickly to called to the scene. Uh, an investigation was right to follow and began underway. So as we know, the immediate hours after a missing person's case are brought to attention. Mm. These hours are the most crucial. Precious hours. Yeah. So first and foremost, a big thank you to authorities for being so quick to action in this case because they were, in fact, very quick to action. And now, aside from his car obviously being in the accident and still running, there are a few things that were found at the scene. There were clear skid marks on the dirt road leading to Jason's car, which showed a sudden use of brakes and a loss of control. And law enforcement officials believe that the car or the car crash was, quote, survivable. Okay, that's good to know. One of the first things that was looked at was paint transfer from another car. When two vehicles collide in an accident, usually there's a, a paint transfer of some kind from one vehicle to another, where paint, you know, is scraped off and it ends up being rubbed onto the next vehicle. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing of the sort found indicating that this was a solo accident. Okay. 
Now, while this was being looked for and kind of processed, and they're trying to find those paint uh, transfers, pictures of other evidence was already being taken. Just 900 feet away on the road, Jason's backpack was found with his possessions and a small amount of marijuana inside. And so was a pile of Jason's clothing, not folded clothing, but removed from one's body clothing. Jason had stripped, so it seemed, down to the nude and run off in the cold December night. Oh my gosh. Leaving behind all his possessions, including his wallet, phone, and keys. That is odd. That's very odd. Well, the whole situation is odd. Well, that just keeps getting odder. Is that a word? Odder? More odd? It's an animal. (laughs) It's an otter. (laughs) It keeps getting more and more odd. How about extremely confusing? How's that? Yeah. There we go. That would make no sense to me. Yeah. Well, why would he do that? Yeah. Um, Not only why would he do that, but what caused the accident? And, you know, of course, where is Jason? That's the big question here. Right. First and foremost, where is he? Second of all, what happened? So it didn't take long before investigators contacted Jason's family. And that's when they made an odd discovery. They went, sorry, they weren't expecting Jason. Jason's family wasn't expecting him home. As far as they knew, he was still in his apartment in San Marcos and they had no clue of him taking the road that night or any time soon. Oh, like they didn't think he was coming the next day even. Correct. Now, I do want to clarify, majority of articles I found did say this. However, there were some insinuating the parents did expect him home that night. So I couldn't find a clear answer, but majority state that he wasn't expected home that night. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So there is a little bit of a stipulation there in that mm-hmm. that that note. Um, but if this is the case, if his parents weren't expecting him home that night, where was Jason going? You know, was he actually going home? And if they weren't expecting him, maybe he was going home for the holidays for a surprise to the family. Or was there somewhere else that he was going? Was there another destination? His last known location via cell phone digital footprint, luckily enough, was in the town of Lulling, Texas at approximately 11.26 p.m. on December 13th of 2020. Along with this, investigators were able to track much of Jason's last moves. The timeline goes a little bit something like this. Jason's drive begins with the use of a navigation app called Waze, W-A-Z-E. He is new to the area and has only driven home twice before since his, oh, okay. since his move. So I was like, I was almost wondering if that was odd. No, that's not odd. He's only driven this route twice right. before. So okay. now along the route, the app pings a geolocation, painting a picture of exactly, you know, where he's been, mm-hmm. which is great. This is how the authorities are getting this information. At 11.05 p.m., according to Caldwell County, County Sheriff's investigation, Jason is driving on the highway on Highway Texas 80 and passes under Interstate 35 in San Marcos. He continued to head south on Texas 80 Highway in, into Caldwell County and is in the Meriton Dale around 11, 11 p.m. So at 11.15, he continues on the Texas 80, pack, passes Texas 130 and goes through several small towns, including Fentress, Prairie Lee, and Stairtown. 11.24 About half an hour into his drive, Jason enters Lulling on the Texas 80 Highway. 
as he continues on his way through the intersection at Hackberry Street, where Texas 80 becomes Austin Street. He stops using his navigation app, Waze, and instead begins to use Snapchat. Thankfully, they were able to continue to get his location um, and time within the Snapchat app as well. Oh, wow. He continues onto Austin Street to Magnolia Avenue, where his digital footprint ends. Authorities believe that instead of turning right onto Magnolia, as his route would have suggested, he drives straight through the intersection onto East Austin Street to Spruce Street, which turns into Salt Flat Road, the location where his car was discovered. Now, it is believed that the car crashed around 11.34 p.m. and his car was discovered at 12.31, pretty much only an hour after the incident. Mm -hmm. So following the discovery of Jason's car, the area surrounding was, of course, immediately searched. In fact, a total of seven major professional searches occurred, spanning over, uh, over 50 square miles of the surrounding area. And nothing produced a single sign of Jason or his whereabouts. So it's literally like he just disappeared into thin air. It's literally like he just vanished. Hmm. I mean, that's good that they are doing so much here. It is. Like, they're on it. On it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, especially in, like, missing persons cases, it doesn't necessarily seem like that. Or, like, more time has to pass before they really, like, you know, get really diving deep exactly which is why i wanted to say you know a good uh, shout out to the investigators on this case because they were they were on it they didn't waste any time mm -hmm. so that's really nice to see that they uh you know did what they needed to do and jumped into action now there was also a private investigative team that was also hired by jason's parents and they had apparently uncovered circumstantial evidence that jason was not alone at the time of his disappearance like someone was in that vehicle with them. That's what this suggests. Holy shit. Or not necessarily in the vehicle, but at least at the scene. That's a loophole. One of the two. Because like my mind almost just goes to like, I'm sure, but I'm sure they've done like, they probably called all the hospitals and like just made sure that he wasn't there. Because what I'm, mm -hmm. he lost his memory in this accident or something, right? And was at some sort of hospital. Yeah. I, that's kind of where my brain went. Like that's where I, what I feel like would potentially have happened. That's true. That is, that is a Kate or that is something that could become the case. Um, my, my argument against that is that this was actually quite the publicized case. It was on like Fox news and like it was quite mm -hmm. widely covered. Uh, so any hospital in the surrounding area, would know. if it wasn't checked, I'm pretty sure they would have been able to figure out, okay, we have this guy who doesn't know his identity, but yet there's this case blaring on TV of this guy missing. Yeah. Oh, that's him on TV. Like, you know. Well, and then the clothes in the road and his belongings in the road don't really make sense for that either. Exactly. Now, this circumstantial evidence, I, I, I looked and I couldn't find what this evidence is. Now, I assume it's currently not public knowledge. Okay. I don't think it's out there for anyone to just dig up. Okay. Um, but regardless, they strongly believe... Um, that a geofence warrant would enable them to locate a suspect as well as additional witnesses. Now, a geofence warrant or a reverse location warrant, basically it's just a search warrant issued by a court uh, to allow law enforcement to search a database to find all active mobile devices within a particular geofenced area. Okay. So essentially, 
they would be able to access the nearest cell phone tower and see whose cell phones were active in the area where Jason went missing at that time, giving them a list of potential suspects, right? right? It's just wild what they, the, like the access to information that they have nowadays, hey? Oh, I'm pretty sure that like nothing about our lives is private anymore. Yeah, like that's, um, it's like terrifying in a sense, but it's also, it opens a lot of potential pieces and stuff. But then for investigators too, that's very hard, right? Like yeah. this amount of more information that they have to potentially solve cases is probably overwhelming. Oh yeah, they, there would be so much to sift through. It'd be absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but clearly, all this information isn't readily accessible even to uh, law enforcement. So, however, I'm pretty sure that Google has access to it because if I say something like new bicycle, I'm probably going to get ads for that for the next week now, <laughs> you know, which you probably want. Yeah. <laughs> Full suspension, Santa Cruz, <laughs> carbon fiber body. Oh, my gosh. There we go. <laughs> um. Anyways. Do your do your work, Google. You know what to do. <laughs> um, I lost my spot now. Where am I? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, yeah. So anyways, this is basically very similar to how the police used the roadmap to find Jason's locations, right? Right. Uh, through Waze and Snapchat, but essentially it's much more effective. Anyways, that part aside, though, the problem is that the Caldwell County Sheriff's Office and the Caldwell County District's Attorney Office, uh, for one reason or another, have not agreed to make the warrant application. Why not? I just want to highlight the application. It's not that they've been denied the warrant. They can't even apply. No. they Yeah, they don't want to apply because these are private investigators, right? So private oh, investigators okay. are bringing this forward to authorities and authorities are saying, we're not going to try for that warrant. Why? Well, I mean, this is my point of view here. And I, I want to say, again, I do not have the circumstantial evidence that the private investigators are referring to. Mm -hmm. That being said, assuming, that's another important word here, assuming the evidence is taken seriously by the authorities, it must, must not hold much weight to it. Um, oh, okay. Most circumstantial evidence, I mean, doesn't usually hold much weight and it usually takes a lot of circumstantial evidence to really get anywhere because that's exactly it. It's circumstantial, right? Uh, so either way, it must be very strong evidence and they aren't considering drawing the warrant regarding that. Okay. However, I want to say a big old however here. You would think with the odd circumstances like this, you'd want all the information you could get. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. So why wouldn't they at least try for the warrant? I mean, imagine it would get you so much, so many names though. And well, even if you look into the last, I don't know, hour. Yeah. Because it was an hour before his car was discovered. So how many people could be within a mile radius of that car in the last hour? Well, depending how busy that highway and stuff is, but also it was very late at night. That's true. Right? Yeah. So probably not that many. 
I wouldn't imagine there'd be very many around there. So uh, the knowledge the warrant could provide, though, uh, regarding the cell phones that were active in the immediate area of Jason's disappearance could highlight could substantially help identify potential suspects and witnesses. If, of course, there was anyone there at all. Yeah, because even if they're not finding this other potential person that was with them, maybe someone saw something and they exactly need to recall it, right? Exactly. Yeah. It may not necessarily be a suspect. It could be just a witness. Yeah, I never thought about that. So that makes sense. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Someone could have seen Jason hit a deer and then him run off or who knows what, right? Yeah. Um, the geofencing information aside, though, there was some more information that came came in, which could point towards what happened and potentially where Jason was going. See, before Jason left, he was on a FaceTime call with one of his friends. Apparently, he was going to go hang out with them. Now, the friend had actually screen recorded the call. Why? He did this because, um, quote, man, Jason's so high right now, he's not going to remember what he's saying. Shit. So this friend hit record thinking the whole conversation was funny and wanted to show it to Jason later. Oh, no. Meanwhile, he knows that his friend's like driving and shit. Well, about to. Yikes. Yeah. So one unfortunate thing is, though, the video does not have any audio. So the conversation is up to the recollection of Jason's friend who actually did the screen recording. Mm -hmm. But there is video at least. Now, in the video, Jason is seen rolling the exact joints that officials say state troopers would recover from his backpack hours later. And in fact, there has actually been body cam footage released, and it shows the moment that these were recovered from his backpack. Okay. Uh, now, Jason's friend did their best to recollect the conversation that they had during the video call. And he said, um, they're talking about spiritual awakening and enlightenment and opening his third eye and drug consumption, according to Jeff uh, Ferry of the Caldwell's County Sheriff's Office. So that quote that I just read was from Jeff Ferry recollecting the conversation with the friend who was uh, screen recording screen recording yeah does that okay. make sense yes so it's a third party quote basically. well i guess i don't totally mean what the quote means but they're talking about spiritual awakening and enlightenment and opening his third eye and drug consumption okay wow yeah hmm so using drugs hallucinogenics whatever it is for enlightenment and opening a third eye spiritual Shit. awakening wow okay that's a very interesting conversation to have with someone before you go missing isn't it like very isn't it i would be very concerned if like that was you for example oh that is wild yeah that is wild conversations to have first and foremost before driving yeah um and second of all yeah, right before you go missing. Oh my gosh. I Yeah, that that's very alarming. Now, these conversations and topics would also align with Jason's recent history search on the internet leading oh up gosh. to his disappearance. Those freaking internet searches, eh? I know. It and gets you can't you. even clear them, really. You can't. Well, you can, you but, can not, but not I, to authorities. Exactly. Um, yeah, they, they can dig down. If someone really wants to know what's been on your computer, they can find it, even if you hit that delete history. I'm sure some people know how to permanently delete it, though. Uh, yeah, by breaking your computer <laughs> well there has to be some other way you think well, i don't know That's who knows a side note uh his google search would also include things such as this quote how long can you live in the woods without food 
and or how long can you go in the wilderness? End quote. Along with apparent topics surrounding spiritual awakening, drugs, and psychedelics. Wow. Okay, and I was also waiting to see if it had something to do with like a cult of sorts. But this is interesting. But they did a lot of searching in those woods, though. You'd think that they would have found him. You would think. Huh. Those are... Okay. This... <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the gears turn I know. Here. This is just unbelievable. This is going... I'm really going down a rabbit hole in my brain right now. This is not really what I expected. Well, what... Where... Where is your brain going? What sort of rabbit hole are you currently diving down? Well, at first I was like, gosh, is he joining like some sort of cult? Like that he's never going to be found or come out of this, right? Or is it going to be like years that he does? Or is he just on his own and wanting to be doing some sort of spiritual awakening on his own? Yeah, that's but hard then, to say. Um, okay, sorry. I had to like stop it. I distracted Nicole. Our dog was like super dreaming and stuff and she was starting to like make a lot of noise. I don't know if you guys could hear it. Anyways. So I was hella distracted. But anyway, just to go off, go on that again, I feel like he would have been found if he was on his own doing this in the wilderness. Most through likely. Through these searches is my thought. So that's why I'm like, is he somewhere else that's like some sort of cult thing or like, because if he did this on his own, I just think that they would have found him. I mean, most likely, but it's clearly you, you, we don't know for sure. Because they did, okay, 50 square mile search. What if he just so happened to be walking at a pace that took him at 55 miles away? I guess. Who knows, right? But that's what a happens? long time though. And he, like a long ways and he's not dressed for this. Yeah. And he's not like, did he have his shoes on I, and stuff, right? Like. Would he have made it that far in these conditions? That's that's a big question. Uh, so where am I now? Oh, right. Uh, even more interesting, though, is in the video with the FaceTime call and Jason and his friend, Jason is actually sweating heavily with large wet spots in his shirt underneath his arms, in his armpits. Now, this is a sign police say may very well indicate a reason for Jason stripping down to nothing, even in the cold December temperatures. If he was under the influence and he was driving, it's reasonable to think that a solo accident could occur. Mm -hmm. It's also reasonable to think that he may act upon some of his Google search terms. And finally, reasonable to think that he could have just stripped down. He could have been overheating for one reason or another, depending on his consumption of what he had in his system. Yeah, like he could have just been so under the influence. Like you do weird shit, right? Yeah. But then I also, again, I'm like that they probably would have found him. That is that that is the big part here. They, That's crazy. There should be a sign of Jason somewhere. Yeah. But there's not. That is the problem. Why? Unless while he was doing this episode, his episode, someone just like picked him up. Or maybe he was a stowaway somewhere. Maybe he jumped on board a truck or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's probably a million ideas you could come up with. Oh, yeah. Right? The list goes on. Uh, so police believe it's actually reasonable to think that nothing suspicious has taken place and others may not actually be involved. They believe he was on his way to see a friend in his hometown and ended up in an accident and due to his inebriation basically just ran off now officer ferry 
the one that I was referring to earlier, uh, believes this. And he actually believes that he succumbed to the freezing temperatures and was devoured by wild hogs. Oh, wow. He believes his body was actually consumed by the animals in the area. And that's why he hasn't been found. Bones and all? Well, I mean, pigs are definitely known to be chewing and eating bones, like all of it. We don't have wild hogs here, so I don't really know what that looks like. Actually, apparently there are some in BC. Oh, there are really? Areas and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've heard never of, seen them. I've never seen them, but Thank I've heard. Thank God, of them. I'd probably be more afraid of that than seeing a bear. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are vicious. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I can't confirm if there is or not. I've just heard stories. So, um, now of course this is this is not confirmed, and it's not the only theory out there. I imagine there's a lot. Yeah, um, but before we move on to the next few theories that we do have, I just do kind of want to unpack this whole wild hogs thing a little bit more. I'm gonna say I call bullshit on wild hogs devouring Jason. Okay, I'm gonna just assume that he's correct, that Jason ran off, succumbed to the freezing temperatures, and let's say for this conversation. He unfortunately did pass away and is lying somewhere in the bush. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say that wild hogs did find him and did start consuming him. You're telling me that how quickly they started searching seven professional searches over 50 square miles didn't come up with a single bone. Okay. So like in that time, there's no way that the whole remains would be gone. Correct. In your, in your I, opinion. Yeah. I 100% do not think that the entire body would be gone. Right. No way. Especially considering how long it would take for a entire human body to be consumed. Okay. Let's say the pigs are going to go to town and eat this entire body, every speck of it. Okay. They're not going to have the time to do that. I do kind of hate this theory. I do too. And th that's kind of why I'm wanting <laughs> like to debunk it. very disturbing. They're not going to have the time to do this because say you have a whole pack consuming an entire human. They're concerned about other wildlife in the area. And another and food out there is going to attract coyotes, mm -hmm. going to attract wolves. These things aren't sticking around long enough to be gluttonous. They're going to eat their fill and get on their way. Mm -hmm. There is no way they're devouring bones in the wild in do they bury their food? No. No? Okay. No. Hmm. Um, I do also have to say this is so awful for the parents. Oh, 100%. Like I can't even imagine because it's no closure whatsoever. They probably feel like he's still alive somewhere and like hoping that he just comes home at randomly at some point. Yeah. Like, gosh, that's the worst. And this whole conversation of the wild hogs would 100% be so bad for family members to oh. listen to. But that's why I want to debunk it, because I don't think this was the case. I don't think he went through something that horrific. Well, I, I mean, how many wild hogs are they running around? I have questions about this. Generally, I mean, you can find packs of a lot of wild hogs. I feel. But I, it's not typical to be more than like a dozen. I feel like it'd be very quick for them to devour a human body, in my opinion, but not necessarily the bones. That shit has to yes, take a while. There would be remains. Yeah. There would be. Anyways, off the wild hogs, let's get on to some of the other theories. That was, I hated that part of the conversation, but I did want to throw that out there because I do think it's important. Mm -hmm. So anyways, while most of Officer Ferry, sorry, while most such as Officer Ferry say it's impossible for Jason to have come into contact with anyone else during his car drive, car ride, um, I mean, up until that moment, 
There's no time before that anyone could have joined him. Maybe after the crash, sure. But this theory brings up the moment that Jason neglected to make the right-hand turn in the town of Lulling at that intersection mm -hmm. where he failed to turn right and proceed to the I-10. Now, a former FBI agent based in San Antonio by the name of, I'm going to probably say this wrong, but I'm going to try, Abel Penna and his team of private investigators who are working on his case for free of charge, uh, he had this to say, quote, perhaps he was not driving that car that night and someone else may have been driving that car. We strongly believe that something happened at that intersection that caused him to go down that road that night. Okay, so saying that he was with someone. Potentially, yeah. That's what they're saying. And that Whereas, person took that turn intentionally. Yes. So the theory that uh, Officer Ferry says there's no way there was anyone else in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. He can't prove that up until after the crash because now we have a vehicle on the side of the road. Who knows how many people could be involved, right? Yeah. But up until that, Officer Ferry says no one else involved. However, this former FBI agent and uh, private investigator says otherwise. He thinks at that intersection, at that moment, someone else could have joined in or been a part of it somehow. Now, something interesting that I actually dug up on Reddit, uh, a Reddit user by the name of responsibility number 8798 wrote this. How about he was never in the car when it crashed? When he switched off the app and went to snap is when someone else had his phone and the car. His last snap was his last. Someone had his car and crashed it and tossed his belongings. Go look where his last blueprint of his snap was and look there. Hmm. I think they bring up a really good point. Do we know that he was actually at that car when it crashed? Well, yeah, because I even kind of thought about at one point, like, why would he have just stopped using Google Maps? Like all of a sudden just not, or not. Sorry, we why <laughs> I use Google Maps yeah. for my like navigation. But like how at that point when he switched to snap or whatever to check, why wouldn't he be going back in his map app? to know where he's going like how, yeah at that point he just all of a sudden knows where he's going and i thought that in my head but i never said anything especially if he did make a wrong turn yeah in an area he's not familiar with yeah it doesn't make much sense that does so i actually really like what this reddit user is kind of talking about whether this specifically is fact or fiction i don't know but the idea of, you know what, maybe he wasn't even in the car. Maybe he left prior to. Maybe it was at his last snap location. Or maybe it was even before that. Whoever else was driving could have been using the Snapchat app. And this friend that he was talking to on his phone, um, ne there was never any evidence or anything in there that, that he was with anyone, though. Correct. 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 Okay. Hmm. Now, in May of 2021... Uh, Jason's family announced that they were offering a $10,000 reward for anyone who had any information on what happened to Jason. Uh, so I do want to put out there, if you have any information regarding the disappearance of Jason Landry, you can actually um, contact them and you can even call anon anonymously at the number 726-777-1359. I, I really do hope Jason is found and I am really adamant that there is no way, uh, I believe, that wild hogs devoured him. I think that is an, an absurd theory in my mind. It's a theory just to be able to close the case, potentially. It is. Right. Um, and one thing in my mind is, okay, if you want to look at, uh, say you're adamant wild hogs were responsible for his 
disappearance, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Look at Robert Picton's case. He had to grind up his victims. There was still remains left over years later. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Thanks for bringing that up. Just saying. Just saying. Robert Picton. And that was pigs that he fed his uh, victims to. Mm -hmm. So... Um, among some of the other things that um, he, yes yeah. yeah yeah that's a very simple very simplified version yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that is the case of jason landry hmm. he is unfortunately to this day missing but there still seems like there's a lot of people working on this case hey uh, it is still a very fresh case it is an open case i honestly i'm not uh i'm not sold that jason isn't uh isn't still out there alive? still. I think he might still be alive. Um, the likelihood of it, I mean, yeah, is is slimmer, clearly. However, I th- I think Jason's still out there. I really do. Well, I mean, it's not even been two years, I guess, right? Like, yeah, it hasn't. I mean, in the searches and stuff, that's it's wild, but then it's also if that was the case with all those searches and stuff like why didn't why was this gear left behind you know well if you look at it this way he was looking on how to survive out in the wilderness and spiritual awakening and stuff maybe he actually had the skills to go out and survive maybe that's exactly what he did i'm not saying that's what happened i'm not saying that's likely but it is a possibility it is but at this point i feel like you would have come back who knows i don't know there is a chance that he might just knock on his parents' front door one day, which would be incredible. Which would be amazing. Like, what a mystery this is. And just the agony that his parents are in. I just, like, hate that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I sort of feel like he would have gotten – I okay, I like – not like, but it makes sense to me that he crashed and was like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, he's young or whatever, right? Yeah. And he's very intoxic – I don't know, under the influence of something, right? Yeah. So I could, but then, well, he's like trying to figure this out or something in his state. I feel like someone might have picked him up. It's possible. And then depending who picked him up, it's very much so in question of if he's still alive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know that this, oh, thanks a lot for this. Because <laughs> <laughs> now my brain, I feel like it's just going a mile a minute and I just want to figure it out. <laughs> Uh, you and a lot of people in this mm-hmm. world want to figure it, figure it out. I bet you there's, well, I don't even know what, if they'd have much to go on, but a lot of like internet sleuths, is that what they're called? Yeah. Web sleuths. Um, if I'm being honest, there's actually very little out there about this case, uh, for, for research purposes. There's a lot of small articles and most of them regurgitate the same information or at least similar information. Um, so you, you got to dig pretty deep to find some of the different information like, uh, for me, finding that he likes Swedish fish was actually a bit of a dig. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I found that out because uh, they were uh, raising awareness. They went and uh, his family had a booth. At, I can't remember what it was. It was some sort of like uh, kind of a farmer's market type thing, whatever. And they were selling Swedish fish at this market with, you know, his wanted poster and stuff. Or sorry, not wanted poster, missing poster. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they're raising awareness and kind of raising funds to help search for him. Hmm. And they were selling Swedish fish. It's hard to say. That's a tongue twister. Swedish Swedish fish, fish because it's bit, one yeah. of his favorite treats. 
Oh my gosh. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't say one way or the other exactly how I feel. I have to process this a bit more, but it would sure be nice if he was still alive. But you really much so feel like he is, eh? I'm not I'm not sold that he is, but I'm I'm hanging on to that he is. I think there's a good chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the biggest chance, but I do still think it's a good chance. Yeah. And I mean, as time goes on, that probably goes down a little bit, right? So in this case, I think it's a bit different. I think it's different because it's maybe he wandered off on his own intentionally to just go survive somewhere. Most people don't wander off on their own with that intention. Most people go missing on accident. He might've went missing on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I just feel like then he would have brought all his things, some of his things. So I don't know. Hard to say. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Regardless, that is a case of Jason Landry. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, if you have some thoughts, shoot us an email, Instagram, Facebook, let us know. Um, this is going to be a case where I'm sure we get a lot of different opinions and we are curious to hear them. So hit us up. Yeah. And hopefully there's some updates at some point. Yep. We've got all our good links down below. we got our website, all the social medias. we got Patreon if you want to join us there. We just appreciate you guys being here regardless. So, so thank you so much. And of course, until next episode. Stay wicked. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.